The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. All right, so today we're going to do the fourth episode of the Self-Empathy for Writers series, and we're going to be talking about evaluation. i got to sing that like John Ralphio. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Remember, we're going back and forth on, like, what empathy is. Just touch this in the bounce a little bit. So empathy is the ability to comprehend, to comprehend and experience the emotions of another. Self-empathy is diagnosing our feelings and understanding why we have them. When we employ self-empathy, we uh, can then act on our emotions in a productive and healthy way. Right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about empathy. We're talking about emotional health. We're talking about writing and all of those things smooshed together. And so uh, in the last episode, we talked about how honesty is really important, <laughs> even though it's hard, right? It's hard to face those true facts about ourselves. And so t- right now, we're going to talk about how Evaluation is something that's important, but it's also hard, and we have to use uh, different tools when we're evaluating so that we don't bum ourselves out and get to the point where we can't write because we're like, well, I haven't gotten that much better since the last time I've done a self-evaluation, so I'm just going to quit. And remember, when we're trying to give our self-empathy, we're trying to understand our emotions. So if we feel discouraged, we need to ask Am I evaluating myself too harshly? And so that's what we're going to talk about right now. You know that it is literally my job to evaluate other people's writing. (laughs) That's what I am. I'm a developmental editor, a.k.a. a novel coach, and I'm also a copy editor, which means I not only evaluate people's writing, but I fix it for them, which is great. That's why a copy editor should be your friend and not your foe. They're trying to help you out, okay? But when I give uh, evaluations for writers, when I'm working with them as their novel coach or their developmental editor or their substantive, substantive, I can't say this word, substantive editor, uh, then I don't say things to them like, this writing is horrific (laughs) because that's not helpful. And when you tell things like that to yourself, it's equally unhelpful. And so what would I say? And I, and I like think about this when I'm working with my clients. I'm like, okay, I would probably tell myself this is trash. But would I ever tell that to anyone else? And maybe you're not like me. Maybe you would never tell yourself that your writing is trash. But the thing is, like, 
evaluation has to be done in context and not in comparison. I'll take that post-it note off right there. I always use post-it notes when I'm recording these episodes because I like come up with different ideas at different points in the day when I know I'm going to be talking about these different things. And I just like flurry write the ideas and then I organize the post-it notes according to how I want to uh, combine the ideas together in like in their order. So post-it notes are great because you can change the order without having to really redo anything. So that's just a tip from me to you. And post-it notes are really cheap if you get them at like Sam's Club or Costco or someplace like that. So I have like a giant thing of them. Um, but so when I'm working with another author, I would never say your writing is horrific or your writing is trash, which is sometimes how I talk about my writing. And like now when I'm talking to you about my past writing, I'm like, it was trash. I don't mean that like in a negative way. I just mean that it wasn't good compared to where I am now. And that's the most important thing is the context of my own writing is what matters. And if you're like, well, my writing's not good compared to anyone else but myself. Eh, no, don't do that. Comparison is not going to help you. Sorry, my computer's making noises again. I'm going to close that. All right. So if you are using another writer to compare your work to, you're doing it wrong. Eventually, you can maybe do that. I can kind of do that now without wanting to die. But when you're first starting out, especially don't do that. You need to look at your old writing and see if your new writing is better. And that's how you're going to evaluate what is going on. Okay, so like, Let's say, for example, that I'm looking at Kerfuffle or Newfangled or uh, Flummoxed, which was my first series that I wrote, and I was like, gotta get this out. That's gonna make me a better writer. It didn't really make me any better because I still didn't know the things that I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. Say that with me. I didn't know what I didn't know. And so because it took me a lot longer to, to write those books, I wasn't learning the things that I could be learning in order to get better faster, which is why you're going to take some of my courses, right? Especially my free course, Story Filters, when it comes out. And so the tagline for Story Filters is how to stop doing the one thing readers hate most. And there's one thing that readers really hate. And I'm going to tell you exactly what that is when Story Filters comes out, hopefully next week. Uh, it's ready to go. I'm just figuring out the platforms for it. And I added the uh, audiobook cover today. That was exciting. But so if you are doing an evaluation in context for yourself and you're looking at your old work, you can say, look at all those mistakes I made. Am I still making the same mistakes? And the truth is you have to learn more mistakes as you go because you don't know what you don't know, right? Um but you need to think about how, how can I learn what mistakes to avoid? And so that's part of evaluation is you need to find new information because if you just keep looking at your writing from the same perspective without any new information, your evaluation is always, to come, is always going to come back that the writing is the same. And that's why we have courses, we have books, we're learning about formatting, we're learning about things like adverbs. And so uh, when you 
make progress. That's the time to evaluate if your writing has gotten better or not. And you can find people online through writing groups or um, other things to help you with your evaluation. But remember, this series is about self-empathy, which means that when you are evaluating your own writing, that you need to do what? Be honest and be kind, right? Those are the two things we've talked about already. And to understand your feelings. And if you feel like you haven't made any progress, okay, that's a valid thing to feel, right? Only compared to yourself because you can't compare your stuff to other stuff that doesn't tell you uh, how much you've progressed as a writer. So you have to think about um, <laughs> what new information you've gathered and then look at your writing to see if you've made those improvements over time. And when you are looking at your old work, be kind to yourself, be honest about the changes that you've made. And you also need to do this, which a lot of people hate. Are you ready? They, you have to congratulate yourself when you make progress. Uh, I was working with a client recently and she sent me a sample of her second uh, draft at the beginning of her second draft after we had worked together. And it was so much better. Like she stopped doing a lot of the things that she was doing that would make readers upset. And she started doing things that readers would love. And I told her, I was like, you need to go like celebrate, go have a dinner, do something, take a minute to realize that you've become a better writer in just three weeks. See, that's what happens when you work with me. No, seriously, though, I can help you become a better writer in three weeks because I've been through this process myself so many times and with so many writers that I know the shortcuts you can take to understand how to write better faster. But when you make that progress, whether it's with me or someone else or by yourself, which means you've been reading a lot of things or listening to a lot of podcasts, right? Uh, you need to celebrate. And self-empathy would say, you're allowed to be kind to yourself. You're allowed to be honest about your achievements. And you're allowed to feel joy when you're better. Are you as good as you would want to be? Probably not, right? I feel like I will never write as well as I want to write. I will never be as prolific as I want to be. Um, and so there's always room to improve. But that doesn't mean I don't celebrate when I've gotten better or when I finished a really difficult project, which I'm going to finish a really difficult project really soon because I did the 70-day podcast challenge and it's almost over. Um, of course, I will still put out podcasts, but uh, I, I'm not sure what the format's going to look like, but I will have completed the goal I set for myself of putting out 70 episodes of the Expensive Words podcast. So that's really exciting. And uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to celebrate yet, but I will. Maybe I will buy myself a new book. That's normally what I do to celebrate. Although I did just get Spellbreaker from Charlie Holmberg. So maybe I'll give myself like two days of not working so that I can read the whole thing because she has never disappointed me. And a lot of book reviews are coming back that like, well, this is no paper magician. 
Of course it's not Paper Magician. That series is over. I'm sorry to tell you that if you don't know that, but it's over, and of course she's not going to keep writing the same thing over and over again. You can't expect an author to do that also. You can't expect yourself to do that. So that's part of your evaluation, right? Like you finish one story and then you move on to a different kind of story. And you have to understand the context of your writing because you can't say whether a fantasy book that you've written is better than a historical fiction book that you've written uh, based on how much people like it, because there are different target audiences, there are different things to consider. You can do that purely based off of the technique and writing, but um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like evaluation can be a slippery slope, and you need to make sure that you're exercising self empathy when you're doing it, and that means that you're being kind to yourself, that you're being honest with yourself, and that you're taking the time to celebrate the victories you're having along the way. So that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. In the next episode, we're going to talk about longevity and how can we create self-empathy for us as writers, for ourselves, that we will be able to maintain for a long time because writing is a long game. And if you're a writer, you already know that. But how do you employ self-empathy over and over and over again as you're going through your writing journey? That's what we're going to talk about next. And remember... I'm going to close with the same thing I always close with. It is never too late to write the story of your heart. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing.